Hello, JRPG friends, and welcome back to the grind. This is your JRPG report, episode 171. I'm your home, uh, even host, James Fisher, on a, uh, actually, we thought this would be a slow week. It is uh, nothing like that. Uh, sometimes after big trade shows, not a whole lot goes on. But uh, post E3, it has been a busy week, and we've got a lot to get to. Um, let's go straight up. You guys know me. I don't usually report on rumors, but I think this one's going to be pretty founded. And uh, it is the thumbnail for today's podcast. We are talking all about Legend of Heroes localizations. <laughs> That's a fun topic, as always, and lots of speculation goes along with that. So actually happening tonight at, let's see, I think it's like 1, yeah, 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That'd be 10 p.m. Specific, uh, Pacific Time. Uh, is going to be the uh, Nihon Falcom Presents 40th Anniversary Celebration. We kind of talked, I think, about this last week. Um, but it is going on, I guess that is tonight, early morning tonight here on the uh, West East Coast. And I don't think I'm going to make it up for it. But what we're talking about is hopefully what this leak is centered on. Um, obviously, they're going to be looking back and celebrating the history of the company, but one of the big things that I'd speculate on that we would finally hear about is Hajibari no Kaseki's localization. But if this is true, the Epic's game store has kind of leaked <laughs> uh, at least what we would be interested in knowing, and that is the localization of Hajimari no Kaseki, also known in the West, is going to be Trails into Reverie. I guess I hope that's how you would say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what exactly is going to go on and why do I think this is actually a thing? So we know Epic's Game Store and uh, I, I'm looking at the page right now. It's real. There's even, and why I think even more so, there's a new trailer on the Epic's Game Store that also, while not in English, does at the very end of it have the release date. So what we have got from this leak is not only Hajimari no Koseki, uh, now to be referred to from Trails into Reverie, but Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero, Trails to Azure, and uh, that kind of action RPG re PSP remake um, that is the Legend of... Neubuta, Boundless Trails. These are all new lo localization announcements coming to the West. First, Trails of Zero will be in fall of 2022. Okay, now, hopefully, maybe that's not exactly it. Uh, Trails of Zero following in 2023, which leads me to Trails into Reverie 2023. So... And lastly, the uh, Legend of Nayuto, also in 2023. We were very hopeful, at least for Hajimari making it next year. And like I said, the trailer even shows this as well as coming next year. So, <laughs> if you are keeping score at home, that's going to be a long time after its Japanese release, right? Um Hajimari came out, what, last October or November? So it was last year, so that's going to be three years. Uh, NS America, while doing 
really good work. I just I continue to think that they are overworked to the point of these games taking way too long. Um, it's hard to really know why this process is so backed up, but I just don't think they have the the means to do it. So here, let's let's uh, kind of break these down one by one. The first one that you're most interested in. And since Cold Steel 4 has been out for a while, we can kind of talk about it a little bit more. Um, I'll still try to kind of avoid any spoilers, but uh, this is, the, they say, what destinies await the three fateful figures? Use the crossroads systems to switch between Reem Swarzer, Lloyd Bannings, and the masked C figure. And determine the fates of the key characters and locations within Zemuria. Dive into refined tactical combat with new features such as the United Front and discover new allies and challenges within the halls of the True Reverie Corridor. Where one trail ends, another begins. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to read the, the next part of it because if you've not played all the way through, it could definitely ruin some stuff. Um, the thing that I think is so cool about this is that you can experience three different story arcs and switch between them at any time with the Crossroads system. Plus discover side episodes to fully flesh out the characters and world of Samuria. The True Every Corridor, which allows you to encounter and recruit new characters from across Samuria, enter randomly generated dungeons to test your metal and play a variety of Many games. You'll realize arts, brave orders, and cunning tactics to prevail in battle. Master the new United Front system and harness the power of your entire team to decimate enemies while empowering yourself. If you have played Grand Theft Auto V, it kind of sounds like a similar system, right? You had three main characters, and you could switch between them freely at any time. Now, having played that game, well, first on... <laughs> Uh, PS4 and then on PS5 as well. Um, definitely on PS3 too. Good grief! <laughs> yeah, it's a, you gotta kind of think about what what game is on what system at some point in time. But um, while you could do that, there were certain times that you couldn't. So I'd imagine you will progress to a certain point with a character, and then you'll have to kind of leave their story arc for a minute. I, I don't know for certain, but that's what I would guess. But I think that's an incredible system. You can kind of jump back and forth depending on who you really want to experience at that point in time and go from there. So again, yeah, it doesn't say what season or just we're in years right now. So Hajimaru no Kozeki, now known as Trails into Reverie in 2023. I'm equally kind of excited and in a way, I'm glad that these are coming first. Now, obviously, I'd like for this to be uh, Trails of Zero coming this fall. Then we get Azure in the spring. And then <laughs> Ejimari, or uh, it's going to be hard not to call it that from now on, in you know, the fall of next year, which is what we were kind of speculating on when it would arrive. This is kind of just pushing everything back a year from where we would like it to be. But thank goodness they are finally seemingly going to publish these games in the West. The Crossbow games, while available through a multitude of means, and uh, we talked about Geofront finally localizing and getting those available. But now 
on a wide market, it does appear that we're going to be able to play these games. Now, this is just for the Epic's Game Store. Keep in mind. So this is PC. You'd have to imagine the localization onto consoles is as well. We know it's that way for um, for Trails into Reverie. Still getting used to that. So here, uh, Trails from Zero in fall of 2022, of course, with Void Bannings and the Crossbell uh, special support section. They uh, they say experience uh, Crossbell in this exciting chapter from the renowned Legend of Heroes series. The site of an ongoing territorial struggle between the Erebonian Empire and the Republic of Calvert. Crossbell has developed into a prosperous city-state and one of the continent's leading ep- epic not <laughs> economic centers. After three years away from his hometown, Lloyd Bennings returns in order to follow his late brother's footsteps and join the Crossbell Police Department. However, when he arrives, he finds he's been assigned to the Special Support Section, a new division which handles odd jobs and minor requests. He meets his new teammates, which include Ellie McDowell, the granddaughter of the city's mayor, Randy Orlando, a womanizing ex-soldier, and Tio Plato, a young tech genius. The other department is mocked by the media and looked down by the rest of the CPD. Lloyd and his friends continue to fight to make the city a better place. As they do, however, they slowly come face-to-face with a criminal corruption gripping their city. Little they know just how deep the shadows of Crossbell City goes. I'm so excited to finally play this game. I like this, I can play this if I want to right now. I would rather kind of wait for this and just kind of do it the easy way. Um, there is a high speed and skip mode allowing you to carry your gameplay experience to your preferences and enjoy battles quickly to focus on the surrounding story and events. Uh, especially somebody like myself who has played through Sky and Cold Steel to go back and kind of see where Tio and Randy and Lloyd and Ellie kind of got their start. That's going to be kind of exciting. There's all sorts of, you know, things that we kind of need to learn about in this game and all the games in order to get us ready for the next arc as well. So then that puts Trails to Azura, the sequel, in 2023. Play through the finale of the Crossbell arc, a key thread within the Trails universe. What lies ahead for Lloyd Bennings and his ragtag squad of allies. You experience new combat features introduced by Trails to Azura, including burst, back attack, and even your own customizable car. Also, meet a few familiar faces from the Trails of Cold Steel series. You can import save data from Trails to Zero for a different story experience, including additional events, scenes, and entirely new scenes. And then use your save data from Trails to Zero for bonuses. Here we go. Bonuses in the upcoming release of Trails into Reverie. That's very, very cool stuff. So yeah, so first up, Trails of Zero, Fall 22. Trails to Azure in 2023, presumably the spring. Trails into Reverie, 2023. And then lastly, um, we were talking about the legend Utah Boundless Trails in 2023. Um, follows the... Uh, Exploits of Nayutu, who has always dreamed of exploring beyond the horizons of his island home. After a fateful encounter with a fairy by the name of Noi, he and his friends find themselves whisked away into an adventure through multiple worlds in order to stop an evil plot that has been set in motion. You can experience a wonder, 
wonders phenomenon The Legend of Nadu has to offer with HD visuals, high-quality music, 60 frames per second, and new illustrations added for this Western release. Enter the fray with real-time action gameplay and environment-based puzzles that are affected by the current season. Utilize season-based magic and powerful weapon skills to take down your foes and unlock new techniques based on your performance. They say you can dive into a different kind of Trails games. Experience a light, whimsical, story rooted in fantasy and discovery with a variety of colorful locations and colorful characters, plus tons of extra quest content. So there you go. All this is either going to be uh, confirmed or denied, and uh, my (laughs) 12 minutes of rambling will either be uh, right on point or completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I, I invite you to check out the, the story. I shared it this morning on our social media channels. It still has those links to the Epic's Game Store, so you can check it out for yourself, including those new intro movies that hopefully everything will go live um, sometime early tonight, uh, early this morning. Um, again, that is going on. The live stream is 10 p.m. Pacific time, 1 a.m., Eastern Standard Time, so that's, I guess, tonight, June 24th, or in on the East Coast, that'd be June 25th. You can watch it on YouTube and Twitch. There's also a free virtual concert from Falcom JDK Band, featuring tracks spanning four decades of Nikon Falcom's game history. This should be quite cool to actually see. A special message from Falcom President Toshihiro Kondo, new announcements and surprises are in store as well. So hopefully all this is true. The only thing I (laughs) hope is maybe somebody got the dates wrong and they push everything up, but it does appear as this is the case. I will confirm this on next week's podcast and we'll kind of say if there was any differences in what I talked about and what is actual reality next week. We're not quite done with the Trails talk just yet, as some new information came out about the Legend of Heroes Kuro Nokuseki's, including their sub-characters Elaine Aklura and Reen Rene Kincaid, as well as the LGC alignment system. First up is Elaine Aklura. She is 24. She uses a knight sword. Um, very cool-looking character, an elite bracer and youngest to achieve the A rank in the Calvert Bracer Guild. She is known as a sword main. She has elegant and dignified beauty with hazel blonde hair that streams in the wind. She is often featured in the news in the Republic, and while she has even received offers to become a model or actress, she is persistently sticking to her path as a bracer. She chose to become a bracer after graduating from a prestigious school, school and having a fondness for traditional swordsmanship, achieved remarkable results both at home and abroad. She was granted the qualifications to become an A-rank bracer by the guild headquarters at the young age of 23. When Van, her old childhood friend and whom she spent her school days, returned to the capital city, Edith, and starting work and started work that might cause friction with the guild, it worried her, but they're still friends. Then you have, uh, it's R-E-N-E, so I'm going to assume it's Renee, but it's a dude, so I'm going to call him Reen, but there's already Reen in Trail, so that's kind of weird. Uh, Kincaid, he is 25 and uses a military pistol. He's an agent and assistant who works in the Integrated Analysis Office of the CID, which is the Central Intelligence Department. 
Under the supervision of capable supervisors, he's been able to handle himself within the department divided by the president's aim while dealing with a vast matter of a number of matters on a daily basis and reliably gathering information and conducting operations at the local level. He leaves a stylish and competent impression with his well-ordered suit, which is complemented by his glasses and has many female colleagues who admire his smooth-working demeanor. Well, shocked but convinced that his childhood Van has started working as a Spriggan, he and Van do not hesitate to take advantage of each other's position. That seems like a good person to have on your side. So the CGC alignment system, which stands for Law, Gray, and Chaos, are values set for the protagonist and will fluctuate as you progress through the main story and uh, quest. So think of it, you know, kind of, you know, usually it's just two ways where it's, you know, good and bad, right? Well, this is kind of saying uh, you can go three ways now. Other than some advanced stats changing depending on these values, there will also be changes in the story's development and Spriggan's allies and adversaries from the middle of the story onward. With a high law value, you can fight alongside official organizations such as the Bracer Guild, but uh, they say what will happen if you have a gray or chaos value. So yeah, kind of just a side, you know, if you go more lawful, you can work with the Bracers and the government. Whereas maybe if you go down the uh, other paths, you might get some different allies. Um, I kind of like that uh, ability. You can Maybe that will lead towards multiple playthroughs and experiencing the story in a multitude of ways. I'm down for that. That sounds sounds pretty awesome. These characters, you know, they say they're sub-characters, so I don't guess that they are party members, but certainly people that you're going to run into and maybe um, join your team for short periods of time. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, trails-related, and if you know me, you know that I've been harping saying this for a while is of you know there's action figures for every <laughs> game and anime series out there why are there not legend of heroes action figures well i think there has been a handful of smaller ones over the years but nothing really mainstream that's about to change so uh, uh kotobukiya uh is revealed in upcoming figures for both altina and reen coming up shortly they are uh very uh, high-end figures. I think, let's see, when are these supposed to go out to? Uh, the fall, yeah. Pre-orders are open now for Altina, and uh, they're going to release in November 2021 in Japan for about $135. They've got her already painted up in her Trails of Cold Steel 4 outfit with the removable hat and everything. You can see the images now if you're watching this on the YouTube video playback version of it. Uh, she is about seven and a half inches tall, and it comes with the uniquely designed pedestal. The ring figure that they have out there has not been um, painted just yet, so he's in all gray, although it does appear that it's his Cold Steel 3 outfit rather than 4. Obviously, you can't tell for certain since it's not colored, but it does appear to be that way. Um, I think they're saying that he's going to come out. Uh, Pre-orders are up now, but I think he's um, not till next year. But we'll have to wait and see. But hopefully this is the start of um, 
more <laughs> figures down the line. I mean, with as many characters in this long running series as there has been, there is, I mean, this is, seems like it's a, a cash cow waiting to be cashed in. So hopefully there's more coming. And then, you know, you start off with these higher end ones and maybe down the road, it gets to some slightly more affordable ones, unless that's affordable, which it's, it's hard to justify 150 bucks plus shipping and <laughs> all that fun stuff, but they are incredible looking figures. Do not get me wrong. Coming out next month is Neo, The World Ends With You, the sequel to The World Ends With You, coming to PlayStation 4 and Switch. Well, there is a final trailer that has been released for the game. It's pretty long, too. I think it's over six minutes long. Um, in that trailer, there is a good piece of information. This is the overview via Square Enix. It's a welcome to the final trailer for Neo, The World Ends With You. Sit back and learn about the District of Shibuya, the unique and colorful cast of teammates, reapers, and foes you'll come across on your travels, and the stylish and fast-paced combat that awaits you. On June 25th, you can play the free demo and start your adventure for the game. Be ready when the full game drops for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch on July 27th. Meet Rindo and Fret as they fight to change their fate. Collect and develop your psychic powerful psychic pins and be one of the first to experience the frantic combat against the mysterious noise. Your progress in the demo will transfer to the full game for those who purchase on the same platform. Obviously, if you play the demo on Switch, you can't save your progress onto your PlayStation 4. So, whatever <laughs> system you plan to purchase the game for, make sure you download it from the same platform. Very cool stuff. Um, of course, it's also coming to PC via the v Epix Game Store later this summer. But yeah, July 27th on PS4 and Switch. And starting tomorrow, June 25th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time or 1 p.m. Eastern Time, those demos will go live and you can carry over your save progress. So be sure and head over to our YouTube channel for the JRPG Report to check out that final trailer. And then go ahead and download that demo and... Let me know how you're liking it. Got some Tales of Arise news, of, of course, as we'll probably be talking about for the next three months until this thing pops out. Um, I'm guessing this is going to be the first of six trailers, as Bandai Namco has released a new trailer introducing the protagonist, Alfin. He is described as a swift sword fighter with an array of arts to combat any type of foe in close quarters combat. So this one came out, let's see, it's been a few days now. It says six days ago. We've not gotten the second one just yet. I'm guessing it's going to be Xion. Would have to assume so. Kind of just gives a, a brief introduction into what makes up their characters. We've seen a bunch about this game really coming out here a whole bunch lately. But um, yeah, be looking forward to one of these, I'd say, every couple weeks. Leading up to its September 10th worldwide release date. Um, there will be a Tales of broadcast in July, which will have a plethora of information about the series, including the animated opening, which is always one of the highlights of this series, is that animated musical opening that uh, as soon as your game uh, loads up, it plays it every time, it kind of gets you fired up for the experience. I cannot wait to see uh, what they have done. 
with this one. Uh, this uh, broadcast will air on July 5th, 2021 at 9 p.m. Japan Central Time. So that's going to be 8 a.m. Eastern Time or 5 a.m. Pacific Time. Sorry, guys. And uh, yeah, there all now this is a uh, general Tales live stream. So there's also going to be some information about Tales of Crestoria, the mobile entry in the game. Um, yeah, that's probably all we're going to get out of this. There might be a few more snippets of information coming out about it, but I dare say that's going to be all that we really get about it. Now, uh, I did share this on our YouTube channel as well. Um, there was a brief, it was less than a minute, but it showed the boost attacks for each one of the characters. Um, all six in total. This was on their Twitter channel, but I I got it from there and put it on there. Looking pretty cool. There was a little bit of information saying that Tales of Rise will feature a skill tree system. Players will obtain SP in order to unlock various passive skills to empower their individual characters in your party. Pretty common thing. Um, nothing unusual there, but it's good to know. I, you know, it's like the more you see about this game, the more it does really feel like a Tales experience. They're definitely, especially when they first announced this thing and all the changes coming, they were like, oh no, they're really going to change things. And yes, they have changed things. Like, there's no more after-fight, you know, animations. Kind of stinks, but the more you play the games, the more you like, they, they are kind of repetitive. That first time, they're really fun. The 10th time, they're not as much fun. Um, they still do say some things after battle, so it's just not in a skit form, but they're really kind of nailing a lot of things, and the game looks pretty, pretty incredible. I'm still waiting to get that PS5 to experience this game on, but it does feel like we're kind of turning a slow little corner, so if you guys have been kind of holding out for a system, you may not have to wait that much longer. They They seem to be dropping a little bit more often <laughs> than they were before. And um, yeah, just if you've been waiting, maybe maybe he's like, well, I'm just going to hold off for a while. Maybe maybe time to try, try again and uh, press your luck to see if you can get that PS5 lottery hit. So Atlas kind of kept the lid on Shin Megami Tensei 5 for a long time. Boom, it gets revealed at E3. And it literally opened the floodgates for this game. We've gotten so much come out about this game since then. And uh, including uh, just the other day, there was a new gameplay trailer that was released. You can, of course, check it out on our YouTube channel. Um, there was also some special editions announced. Um, of course... The standard thing, well, there's going to be a standard edition, but if you pre-order it now, it doesn't say which outlets are carrying this. I guess just they do say um, while supplies last. Physical retailers will have a Steelbook edition, and it looks awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, if you're getting this game on the Switch, you definitely want to have this Steelbook edition of it. Same price at $59.99. So it's not going to cost you anything more, but you are going to have to jump in and get it a little bit early. Of course, the premium edition. <laughs> it's going to go for uh, 120 bucks, and it still has that steelbook as well, but you also get a printed sling bag, a 6-inch by 11.5-inch inspired by the protagonist's school attire. So not huge, but just a little, you know, 
or this shoulder sling bag. The Steelbook Case Demon Handbook Hardcover A5 size with which is A5 size with 100 plus pages, two CD soundtrack discs, and a collectible box to hold it all in. Seems about right. That's pretty decent. Um, pretty decent value. The game is coming out on Switch on uh, November 11th in Japan. The next day, November 12th worldwide, it will have English and Japanese voiceovers with English, French, Italian, German, and Spanish subtitle options. Um, I think I talked about this last time, but yeah, uh, each day, I'm assuming until it's released, there's going to be a Daily Demon video come out for this one. Um, it started with Jack Frost, of course. Yeah, I talked about that last week. Jack Frost. Um, number two was, how do you say this guy's name or girl? Aminos... I don't know. Anyway, that was number two. <laughs> number three was Fion Macumhel. And number four was Angel. Number five was uh, Damon. But uh, it's kind of just a generic looking demon dude. Number six was Mermaid. Number seven was the Mandrake. And today, number eight was Aeroc. Aeroc. A particularly disgusting looking one, it's funny how uh, these these range from really cool, cute-looking ones to uh, disgusting. That's uh, that's kind of <laughs> the way these goes. But yeah, there's been eight so far, and I'm guessing we're going to get a new one every single day until they uh, until the game comes out or they've run out of enemies. Which uh, I think there's over 200 demons in this one. So I'm by the math, I think they'll have plenty <laughs> to last up until the game comes out in November. Let's fire off some quick hits here. Um, first up, Idea Factory International will release the Switch version of Dragonstar Venire via the eShop in the West on August the 3rd, the company announced. A physical edition will be available through Idea Factory International's online store and limited run games. Pre-orders will uh, begin on July 6th 11 a.m. Pacific Time or 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The game, uh, I mean, it's been out for a while. Uh, June 2019 in the West for PlayStation 4. It's already available on Steam. The Switch version came out back in May. So, yeah, it's finally uh, finally making its way to the Switch in the West on August the 3rd. Uh, there was a... I want to say a new trailer, but it was actually the opening movie for Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, as well as several media outlets have gone live with some pre-launch gameplay videos. Uh, so you can check out the opening movie on our YouTube channel, but the uh, gameplay videos are via Capcom themselves, and uh, you can and Famitsu. Either, yeah, these are the Japanese versions of the game. If you'd like to see those, you can do so via the link. And that you can do that by either following us, uh, giving us a like on Facebook, or following us on our Twitter channel. Um, Atelier Online Alchemist of Bressel will launch on iOS and Android devices on July 8th. Worldwide, publisher of Bolt Trend Games and developer Koi Tiko announced pre registration is available now. This game first came out back in. October of 2018 in Japan. Many of the main Atelier series 
characters will return. Let's just Aisha, Totoro, and Marie from previous games. I know Ryza is in it as well. Explore an open world without time limits. Synthesize to create over 1,000 items. Customize characters with more than 700 outfits. And new adventures await in this... Uh, it's free to play, you know. Obviously, this is a, probably a gotcha game, so there's going to be paid elements to try to get you to get those more elusive characters. But yeah, it's finally coming to the West. I'm, I think I've got it scheduled to pre-download. As an Atelier fan, I'm going to give this one a chance and uh, <laughs> see how it is. Of course, Legend of Mana remaster coming out here pretty soon. Uh, what's that release date? Yeah. Uh, PS4, Switch, and PC via Steam on June the 24th. Several, excuse me, several outlets have gone uh, live with a hands-on preview of the game. Again, you can get that via our social media channels, 4gamer.net and Degeki Online um, did that, as well as uh, some embargo reviews have also been listed. So if you want to head over to like IGN or Siliconia, they have in-depth reviews on the game if you're on the fence about it. You can check those out. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's today, June 24th. I completely forgot what day it was. So yeah, if you were been waiting for this one, yeah, you can get your hands on it right now. Um, I'm still probably going to wait on this one. I vaguely remember playing it back in the day and not loving it. So I think I'll wait to catch this one on sale and uh, check it out. In the future, speaking of Mana, Square Enix will host a three-hour-long Mana series 30th anniversary live stream on June the 27th at 1800 Japan Central Time, the company announced. You can watch it on YouTube or Twitter. The broadcast will feature a full walkthrough of the series' 30-year history, from the 1991 release Final Fantasy Adventure to the 20 to today's due-out Legend of Mana Remaster. New information about the future of the Mana series will hopefully be announced. So cool to look back at your history, but you need to look forward too. I really, really think it is time. I want a brand new Legend of Mana, whatever game in the Mana series, have Mana in there somewheres, using the Charles of Mana battle system. I think that would go over extremely well. With gamers, I think Charles went over pretty well with people. So they've got that engine. Use it or base it off of it. And I think people will be excited to hear about that and be a good opportunity to announce something like that. Uh, before I get to uh, plug this, me and Dalton are going to be recording a little chatty chat about Dragon Quest XI uh, S, Echoes of Elusive Age, Definitive Edition S, wherever the S goes in there, it's it's in there. Um, he's uh, playing through it, of course, for his Steam Machine podcast. I've been re not replaying it, but I guess playing this version of it as well. So I think we're just going to chat this weekend for his, and the podcast will come out on Sunday. So if you want to hear us talk about the game, tune in for that. I've been thoroughly Thoroughly enjoying my playthrough of this again. The game is just different enough, so it kind of feels like a fresh experience, especially, let's just say, at halfway point, when uh, a certain event happens, um, 
you kind of read into it that there's going to, they were going to dive more into the details. So if you remember the first playthrough of it, when that event happens, you kind of experienced from, let's just say, one character's point of view. You get to experience through multiple characters' points of view. And it kind of adds a little bit to the whole experience. I, I, I knew that was in there. I didn't know it was included in the main game. Portion of it. I thought it was going to be like a, a extra content at the end of it, correct? A um, couple other little quality of life improvements that they made to the game. Um, I don't notice anything out of a small little hiccup here and there, any real graphical differences in it, and I'm very happy to report that. When I first saw it, I was very concerned that basically a Switch port running on the PlayStation would not look as good. I've got no problems with it whatsoever. And to be quite frank, the music and the four characters being on screen at the same time running on the field kind of makes up for anything that would have been lacking in the graphics department. But yeah, definitely check out our conversation there if you are curious about the different versions of the game or just like to hear um, nerds ramble about JRPGs back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also coming out today... In Japan and tomorrow worldwide is Scarlet Nexus. Uh, several outlets have gone forth with their reviews for the game. There was a, uh, a launch trailer, a 30-second Japanese trailer, some other media out there. It was kind of the opening for the game, and it had the licensed music. So I didn't actually put that on YouTube. YouTube would have allowed me to put it on my channel. However, it would have had um, ads from the other company, and I just don't want to deal with that type of nonsense but yeah if uh, if you're curious that game is coming out if you've been looking forward to it here it is tomorrow for you to finally enjoy and kind of hold you over perhaps until tales of arise comes out in september uh we got some numbers in for near replicant it exceeded the 1 million sales mark not too bad two months after release uh, and they also announced that total sales for near automata had exceeded 6 million so that series continues to sell uh, very well, and no doubt they are working on a new game in that series. I would have to, I'd have to expect <laughs> for sure. We got the second trailer for, and this is exactly what I need Dalton on here in his little soundbite for the Shinra Nin Nin Ninja Tyson Neptune Shugotashi no Koyoyan. <laughs> uh, action RPG offshoot game. Um, it's in Japanese, but the trailer introduces the game's world, story characters, game systems, and more. It features the character voices that you will hear in the game. Uh, just from a gameplay-looking standpoint, the game looks incredibly fun. It's very jiggly, but it does look like a good time, and I'm hoping that it makes its way to the West. It is due out on August the 26th, in Japan, Compile Heart has not announced a Western release, but they usually put their games over here. So I'd be kind of surprised if this one didn't make its way over. Uh, another game coming in the fall via NIS America is the uh, Caligula Effect 2 from publisher Refu and developer Historia. They published, and while this is in, uh, this is for the Japanese release, it was an eight minute long. Uh, overview trailer kind of showing some of the systems going on and uh, different gameplay elements. The game still looks incredibly cool. And I really want to see some more from NIS America about its Western release. They did 
uh, I'm going to throw up air quotes, release a 30-second sound clip from the uh, musician. Oh, gosh. who? Which one was it? It was the first one for Machina. Um, but the lyrics are in Japanese, and it's basically just an image of the uh, the artist sitting there. It wasn't, you know, anything to add to it. I believe they've already actually released the full clip of it in Japanese, which the song's in Japanese, so... I don't know why we got a 30-second little snippet of it, but it is what it is. I am looking forward to eventually playing this one after I get a hold of, or I play the first one, which is sitting in the digital backlog on the old um, on the old PS4. This game is out today in Japan, so hopefully we'll get a little bit more English information about it here pretty soon. Uh, today... I believe it was today, right? Yeah, today there was a new gameplay video for Gate of Nightmares, which is coming from Square Enix. This is a mobile title coming from the uh, makers of the Fairy Tale series. Well, okay, it's coming from uh, <laughs> the artist who drew the Fairy Tale, as you can tell by the character models. It looks pretty much exactly like him. I think the gameplay was about nine minutes long, so let's see. Uh, combat in this new mobile title is action-focused and entirely in 3D. Um, additionally, players will bring nightmares into combat and help them take down foes that stand in their path. Uh, the gameplay video elaborated on other features, but uh, I didn't understand it since I don't speak <laughs> uh, Japanese. Game looks pretty cool. This was the first gameplay that's been shown for this one. If you are interested in uh, how this one is shaping up, you can... Check it out on our YouTube channel. There's a. It's currently just slated for a Japanese release, but I would dare say it's going to make its way to the West, at least eventually. Got some Final Fantasy VII remake integrated news on the uh, again on the Epic's Game Store. Uh, a little data nugget in there. Somebody uncovered a listing for Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, so it's. Down in there deep, you got to dig for it. Of course, if you recall, at the end of the last uh, Integrate trailer for PS5, it said there was a six-month window or release, whatever, right? Um, so the earliest this could be available on PC is December 10th. But, I mean, that's... Remember when it first came out on PS4, it was a year, and then PS5 for another six months. So, yeah, it's going to be a little while before it makes it, but uh, I guess it's good news to at least have a a window time frame of when this game is finally going to be making its way to other platforms, i.e. PC, possibly even Xbox as well. Excuse me. I still don't have a PS5 to enjoy this on, but hopefully someday pretty soon. Uh, not shockingly, there's going to be some... Uh, Kai figures of both Yuffie and Sonon available for pre-order right now uh, via the Japanese and EU Square Enix stores. Uh, Yuffie will begin shipping next June in 2022 and uh, Sonon, I guess that's how you say the dude's name, on July 2nd of 2022. Each of them going for right at 150 bucks. High quality figures, you can check out the images for it either. You're seeing them right now if you're watching on the YouTube version of this podcast, but you can check those out via our social media channels if you are curious. 
I um, I don't have $150, but if I did, that Yiffy would look pretty sweet. It's, you know, got the overcloak and Moogle ears and everything like that, but I'm guessing you could take that off. I don't see why not. Show more of her uh, original FF7 look to it. Um, Fancy Star Online 2 New Genesis. They had some issues with this one, but uh, everything seems to be working uh, working <laughs> correctly now. There's some... Um, a new Giga Gigantix enemy is coming to it, which is supposed to be stronger than Dread enemies and will appear during a lightning storm. So that's pretty cool. Um, there is uh, scratch tickets that, uh, of course, have a bunch of things in it. But one of the things you could land is a wedding dress or a tuxedo. Looks like that's, of course, new emotes going along with it as well. So it's kind of a little update to the game as well, because why wouldn't you want to be running around in a wedding dress in uh, Fancy Star Online 2? Seems like a perfectly acceptable thing to be uh, galvanting and beating up monsters in. Yeah, our last piece of information, and I'm looking at the uh, at the clock, and this is longer than our E3 show, I do believe. That's, that's pretty cool, but kind of our uh, head-scratcher, what exactly are they thinking um segment i was initially excited about this news but i'm officially going to be like a nah i know why so <laughs> paris-based animation and company cyber group studios has signed a co-development and co-production deal with square enix to adapt final fantasy 9 into an animated series for 8 to 13 year olds Uh, Cyber Group Studios will handle productions, worldwide distribution, licensing, and merchandising. Of course, merchandising. Yeah, why not? The goal is to end production by the end of 2021 or start of 22 with um, coming out shortly thereafter. Quote from the company, the Final Fantasy games have a strong co-viewing potential for those... They, I think they actually got this incorrect. They said, for those who do know Final Fantasy IX, this will be... And, Introduction. I think they got it backwards. They say for those, it should be for those who don't know, this will be an introduction. For those who do know, this will immerse them in a universe that they love. So I don't know if it's a misquote or a, um, just a kind of tangle up of words. But so, yeah, there you go. A beloved Final Fantasy game turned into a kid's cartoon, <laughs> which it, my first impression was, okay, that sounds cool to get kids into it, but 9 has some darker tones to it. So I think what the idea is, this is kind of set maybe before us in the, uh, uh, tar not Tartarus, but Tantalus, whatever the, the, the traveling theater group, maybe it would show them, you know, going around performing things, then getting into the story of the game. It was a little more lighthearted at the beginning, got darker as you went, went along in it, but... I don't know. It's not really what I want to see happening to uh, beloved childhood and teenage games, but I guess there's nothing to do but not watch it. And, you know, maybe it actually doesn't happen, but we'll just have to wait and see. I just don't want to see, like, a little cute chibi Vivi running around and made into some sort of kid's 
lovable mascot, although he was incredible and one of the best characters ever for sure. But there you go. We'll end it on a bad note <laughs> and um, go for it from there. But that's going to wrap it up for episode 171. Didn't think we'd have much to talk to, and then I rambled on for 45 plus minutes. That's how it goes here. On the pack podcast, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. Give us a like there and a follow. Uh, subscribe on our YouTube channel for videos pretty much every day, including video versions of this podcast. And if you love what you hear and what we're doing, both here and YouTube, please consider financial support either through the links directly through the Anchor app or through Patreon. We take uh, donations. Uh, you can sign up each month there, JRPG Report. We also take direct donations, James Fisher Productions at gmail.com. You can do that uh, through the old PayPal. That's, that's acceptable. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is James Fisher, and this will do it. But uh, until next time, get back out there and level up. <laughs>